0: Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It's Thursday, April the 6th. Kai is out, but joining me today is the wonderful Sabri Beneshore. Hey, Sabri.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back.
0: Yes. So today is News Fix and Smile Day. We can get started with the news. Sabri, what caught your attention today?
1: Well, uh, so... I saw a story about uh, Airbus doubling production in China. Um, this is the New York Times. So they're going to double production of one of their planes in China. And the re- that might sound like, okay, whatever. But the interesting part of this is that they, this sort of illustrates the difficult position that a lot of companies are when it comes to China, because they need that market. But on the other hand, there's been a state... Sponsored effort to steal industrial secrets from the same companies who need the Chinese market. So they're expanding in Mm. China. They're also the target of Chinese industrial espionage. One of the makers of um, one of the engines that goes into Airbus planes uh, was actually the target of of an elaborate um, spy operation, you know, by the Chinese government by the military um, to extract secrets. And so it's just. You know, it's just kind of crazy.
0: I mean, hasn't this been going on for ages, though, versions of this where the, you know, Western companies, which is kind of funny calling Europe Western to China when depending on which – anyhow. <laughs> Direction you go on the globe. Anyway, but when, you know, sort of European and American companies, you know, want to expand in China and at the same time they know that China is stealing from them and they complain to the U.S. and and European governments about Chinese espionage but still work there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has been going on for for decades. Um, But I just, you know, China's made commitments to not do it and it still happens. But it just, every time I read about this or learn about this, it still boggles my mind. I actually was just talking to uh, this former defense official today and he was saying there's a, there are 250,000 people in China employed by the government to steal industrial secrets, at a minimum. Wow. At a minimum. So, and you know, the FBI, like every day, has a new case of industrial espionage from China. And it uh, I I just, I don't know. I'm just continually just shocked by it, even though I shouldn't be.
0: Hmm. I mean, yeah. I I wonder if they just, like, factor this into the cost of doing business. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, when it's stuff that could be a national security threat, uh, you can't really just yeah. write it off that way. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yep. What about you? What was your, what caught your eye today?
0: Uh, This story that is another amazing piece of journalism from ProPublica, the nonprofit newsroom. Uh, Wow. They went deep into information about what Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been doing. And he has been taking cruises, flights on private jets and mm-hmm. stays at private resorts from a billionaire Republican donor named Harlan Crow. And, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about trips to exotic islands and private, private resorts, really luxurious trips that would cost, like, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years, if not each yeah. time. And this is over the course of, like, two decades. So, for what mm-hmm. it's worth... Thomas has a salary of $285,000 and is Mm -hmm. hanging out with a billionaire on a super yacht, on private jets, and going to these private resorts and private ranches, and none of this appears on... Clarence Thomas's financial disclosures. And according to ProPublica, I'm just going to read here, his failure to report the flights appears to violate a law passed after Watergate that requires justices, judges, members of Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts to ethics law experts, says. He also should Mm. have disclosed his trips on the yacht. Thomas, of course, did not respond to a detailed list of questions. Now, look, it's... Uh, Washington, and there's a lot of crossover in terms of friendships and personal relationships in all sorts of segments, but you have to disclose this stuff, and you cannot ignore how powerful both of these men are in shaping some of the most contentious decisions of our moment, and I strongly encourage people to look at the ProPublica reporting and uh, ProPublica got this stuff um, by drawing from flight records, internal documents distributed to Crow's wow. employees, and interviews with dozens of people, ranging from his super yacht staff to members of the secretive Bohemian Club, which is one of the clubs they would go to, to an wow. Indonesian scuba diving instructor.
1: Wow. So They really did yeah. go deep. Well,
0: you know, here's not
1: – I mean I know – I think I know the answer to this question, but I mean – on the one hand just to play devil's advocate i don't know sometimes people have rich friends right that they mm-hmm. hang out with and you know like if your rich friend invites you to like a $500 dinner and knows that's out of your range they're probably going to pay for it um but on the other other hand uh like this guy also donated like $120,000 to Thomas's wife's Some organization, some political organization. So I like. On on the one hand, I'm inclined to think, well, okay, fine, he has rich friends, okay. But on the other, it's like, well, I don't know, couldn't he have just written it down? You know. So like, disclose it. Yes,
0: you can have rich friends, fine. But being in a position of public service comes with some trade offs. Right, and Great power mm-hmm. comes great responsibility. You and I know this as journalists. We get offered stuff all the time that we don't take because no. – it's not appropriate for the jobs that we do. And that just means we don't get to do some stuff that would be really cool to take advantage of, you know, being offered like exclusive tours or free tickets or things like that. And we have a real strict yeah. policy. And so, like, a very kind person sent me, like, some samples of um, cocktail mixers to the D.C. Bureau. And I, like, mm-hmm. took a photo of it and sent it to my supervisor. And I was like, this is valued at over 25 dollars. So I think I need to disclose this, <laughs> you know, because we have to have a discussion about it. It's like I'm not going to send it back in the mail, but we have to be up front and, and transparent about this kind of stuff. And
1: yeah.
0: he's a Supreme Court justice and there are just trade offs. There are things you don't get yeah. to do when you have these positions of public power. But I guess you do or get if to you're do gonna, them in his case.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, or if you do do them, then just just put yeah. it in the form, you know, just like be up front about the it. the law. Right?
0: Follow the law. Follow the law. I'll be so fascinated to see the continuing fallout from the story if Thomas ever responds. I don't know who would enforce this on the judiciary, on the Supreme Court. I guess it would have
1: to be the Supreme Court itself, right? Because if they don't do something, I imagine the other branches of government will figure out a way to do something. And I'm assuming they would like to avoid that. So... I I mean,
0: but the other branches of government being the White House, right, the executive, which is Biden. And if Biden tries to do anything to Thomas, everyone's going to blame him for being partisan. And you'll get the same kind of rhetoric you get around Trump. And if Mm. you leave it up to Congress to do something, well, look at the division in Congress and good luck getting anything meaningful through. So uh, I I wonder what accountability looks like here. All right. That's a very good Uh, question. Yes, and it's a very good time to turn to smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Your, our resident plant expert has a plant-themed make me smile. Go ahead, Sabri.
1: Yes, I do. The corpse flower has bloomed at the New York Botanical Gardens. Um, it's actually, I checked the live cam, and it's kind of like crumpling now. It's kind of past its peak, but I, um, I'm i going to try and maybe see it before it completely Collapses in on itself. But because the bloom only lasts fully like a day and a half or so. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did get to see one. I got to see one, I don't know, must have been like eight years ago, something like that. They, um, I was actually going to buy one. Like you can buy them. I was about to
0: say, I thought you had one at one point.
1: Oh, so there's a bunch of different species, like unrelated species that all rely on the same evolutionary. Mechanism of smelling like uh, rotting flesh and meat. or uh, yeah, rotting meat or or uh, poop, and they've just sort of all happened upon this strategy to attract flies instead of like bees. Um, so the corpse flower that I have is a totally different species and is much smaller, um, but it it does it. Literally gives me a migraine every time it blooms, which is why I moved it to the office. Because um, I'm working
0: <laughs> from home. So nice, nice. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. If any of you ever get the chance to tour Marketplace's New York bureau, you will find it full of Sabri's plants everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, all over the yeah. place. Some are a little it worse very... for
1: wear since the COVID era, but yeah.
0: It's a very um, oxygen-rich environment in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, What about you? Mine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm such a huge fan of Lizzo, and she oh, yes. apparently – and I've been traveling, so I'm not caught up in all my shows, so I haven't seen the latest episode of The Mandalorian in which apparently Lizzo has a cameo.
1: No way. <laughs>
0: yes. Lizzo appeared as the Duchess, one of the rulers of the planet Plaza 15, alongside okay. Jack Black as Captain Bombardier and Christopher Lloyd as Security Chief Commissioner Helgate. As the Duchess, oh the God. pop star appeared to have the time of her life bonding with Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, throughout the hour and even knighted the little green alien before he left the planet with Pedro Pascal's Din Djarin. This is from Billboard's wow. coverage of it. And they have this really nice story about how getting this opportunity brought her to tears because, and here's the quote, When I was a young girl, my dad introduced me to Star Wars like a rite of passage. The trilogies are his favorite movies and quickly became mine. When they called me and offered me the role of the Duchess, I cried all day wishing my dad was still with us because he'd be so proud. Aww. Aww. Yeah, and I'm super excited because they're bringing back a second season of her um, reality TV show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, which I loved <laughs> so much, so much. <laughs> so I've got to that catch made up me on my smile.
1: TV. Yeah, for sure, I would for say. sure. So um,
0: that is yeah, my activity um, for tonight. I will be catching up on the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Well, that is it for us today. We will be back tomorrow for Economics on Tap. It starts at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. We will do the news, but we're also going to bring some drinks and play Half Full, Half Empty. Can't wait. Yes. It's going to be so exciting. And so, yes, please join us on the YouTube live stream. And if you can, not you can catch us later. All the different platforms.
1: Cool. And... Uh, if you have a question or a thought or a suggestion about something that you heard on the show uh, today uh, or any other day, you can let us know. You can reach us at 508-U-B-SMART and at uh, org.
0: Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad. And our intern is Antonio Barreras.
1: Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodnar is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital.
0: All my little seedlings are coming up in my garden outside. Ooh, I'm planting like ooh. 40 different varieties of herbs and vegetables and things. It's pretty wild out there.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. ...to splurging on fast fashion. I am spending, like, all my tips. I was definitely spending, like, $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.